amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. In the dark night of the soul. It is the deep breath before dawn, the penitence before the cup, the darkness before first light. From deep inside the castle, at the heart of the resistance, the waterman files. Neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, 
lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness. he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, You'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is the most interesting man in the world. Okay. I think you there I'm, with me? I'm here. I am we here. We have talk shoe? And we have talk shoe, so we have okay. to be talk shoe. I won't shoe. say anything. <laughs> Hello, talk shoe. Hello, <laughs> folks. Yeah, we probably ought not say anything. At least what we were talking about, anyway. Right. How's your day going? Going good. Getting ready, I'd leave uh, Sunday night to go to New Orleans to pick up the chromatograph. Cool. What kind is it? Eight, uh, Hewitt Packard. Oh, uh, getting a good one. Oh, it's a good one. $26,000 worth. Yeah, you have to have all those isotopes. I don't have a chromatograph of uh, what, it's supposed to, what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> I, I've got about every other herb, a, a, a fingerprint of it, but I don't have that one. I think it's because this is all new territory for, you know, uh, us now. Yeah, you know, I I don't know much about it, but our chemists do. And that's the main thing, you know. I I just want the report on uh, which which combinations we have at what value. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk about that. Hey, I'm glad it's working. That's 
it's about time we take the politics out of it, you know? Get some real stuff done for people. If you're listening on TalkShoe, uh, stand by. We'll be broadcasting live here shortly. Your hearing us get set up with All News Network. They, they sent me an email today saying they need a spectrometer, so I'm in the market for one of those now. This oh, really? Is one cap. Hmm. One minute. Okay. I can't quite hear the sound, but that's okay. That helped? Yep, it did. Welcome to the Waterman Files. Uh, this is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. I'm glad you're here. And if you're in the chat room, welcome. And if for those that are in the other chat room, if there's anybody there, welcome. But I'm glad you're there. If you're listening on Talk Shoe, you've been hearing us get ready and set up to go. And I'm glad you're all here. And of course, of it's important for you to know that you are not alone. Nobody's listening to this. We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. We are at the brink. We are at the brink. You are not alone. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. We are in this together. We are not alone in this big world together, in this country that we've got. And uh, it's important for you to know that. Welcome to the broadcast, and today we will be uh, having our guest Eli James on. And I don't know, is he on yet? Have we got Eli hooked up yet? Let me check for him. All right. We uh, want to remind you that we are going to be having a 
a sale. It's called March Madness on our food. Big discounts, up to 50% off. Tomorrow I'll go over some of those prices. We'll have the prices out and available and we'll tell you what's on sale. And uh, there's two times a year, folks, you can get stuff this cheap, and this is it. This week, starting on the 17th, is actually when we can start selling. But we can tell you, all you have to do is contact us. We can tell you what the prices are starting tomorrow. We're giving you this heads up because many people have wanted to get certain things, and um, we just want to make sure you're aware of this sale coming up. Let's see here if we've got Eli James is supposed to be coming on today. You know, we had an election of the... Um, uh, geez, we've got uh, several things, I guess we should say, is, is going on. Uh, Michigan had uh, their stuff for the president. We had uh, a very interesting turn of events there. We had uh, unsurprised uh, uh, surprised everybody. Sanders overtook uh, Hillary in that primary or whatever you want to call it anymore. Uh, you know, it's a rigged thing. Uh, in the Democratic venue, we have some really bizarre type of primaries. It's They have super delegates, which has nothing to do with the popular vote. It's just this group of people that are <laughs> given the ability to vote that are not in the public, they're not in the states, and they just say who they're going to have for president or candidate for president. So she's got like 500 of the Every single one of them are voting for her. <laughs> so why are they even going through the motions? Well, I guess they make the media a lot of money. Who, who knows? Um, let's see. When, uh, when uh, Eli James becomes available, he'll be... He'll be calling in, and uh, hopefully he'll be calling in shortly. Uh, he's not answering. He's, uh, by the way, out working, or was working. He was going to try and get home so that he could be on the broadcast. So I told him it doesn't have, have to. No. He's here? No. Let's see. All right. Eli, are you there? Nope, I'm sorry. Okay. He'll be available here real soon. <laughs> it gives me a chance to tell you that, hey, if you're interested in getting into the radios, we're going to be buying as a group. Special buy. So let me know if you're interested. Uh, I'm already talking to some people on it. So if you have questions, I've got a little packet I send out, and there's some links to some videos so you get an idea what we're talking about. Uh, the information that I send as I send out our attachments about what free banding is, how it works, what we are going to use it for. We have been, of course, going over communications in uh, a big way, and we're trying to get this all done as soon as possible. You've got to have a radio to communicate. You've got to have an antenna to communicate. We've gone over those. They're in all of our documents, and we went over it uh, this week, um, actually last week. Um, so what we're doing is trying to uh, get everybody on the same page. It's very important that we have the capabilities to communicate to each other uh, in the near future. The sooner, the better. 
We've got a lot to do, lots of things, lots of practice runs, lots of practice communications to get in, so forth. We'll be getting that done as soon as we can get uh, all set up and get everybody hooked up. And, of course, write down on your calendar uh, that we're going to be getting together in the Ozarks in October, and uh, that's going to be the weekend of the 15th and the 16th. Uh, we have some people that are going to be um, uh, doing a feast, fall feast. At, uh, that, that's the past that, though. Uh, there are some people actually doing it uh, sooner. It depends on the calendar, I guess, how they uh, figure out the way to uh, figure out when the fall feasts are supposed to occur. I think Eli has uh, got a gr bunch of groups he's going through uh, that with. So anyway, uh, we've picked uh, the 15th, which is not particularly in that time frame. We just want to get together. Uh, 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 at the uh, October time frame and uh, have our uh, ground crew go over various topics, meet each other, uh, have some fellowship, and uh, enjoy ourselves. Okay. Uh, Chip's going to be uh, getting us hooked up with Eli as soon as Eli probably he's probably late getting back. He's not answering. Uh, well, He'll be here long. He'll be here, no sweat, unless uh, something drastic <laughs> has happened. You know, Eli has been attacked viciously. Um, within the what they call the white nationalist groups, there has been some conspiracies to call Eli a Kazarian, a Kazarian Jew, to tell people, oh, He's lying to you. He's really a Jew. Oh, come on. Give me a break. So last night I got a call right before Aaron Dakins went on the Truth Traveler. Said, I've got this email from somebody that's telling me that uh, Eli is not who he says he is. I said, oh, for crying out loud. You know, I know who this is. He's a nobody. <laughs> he really is nobody. And he's starting to cause trouble, and he sends out these pictures saying, this is, uh, this is Rabbi so-and-so. Well, the picture isn't a picture of Eli. It doesn't even look like him. So there's uh, been, I don't know, slander, libel, or uh, name-smearing, reputation-bending, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, on, on Eli. And so last night, uh, Aaron asked me to go on. Ended up being on the whole time while... It, uh, Eli James was on with uh, Aaron, and we talked about it, and uh, we talked about other things, of course. But uh, it becomes uh, kind of, uh, well, important for uh, us to, you know, elaborate more on those topics when they happen, to clarify. Uh, I've you know, had people in my home that know me. One of them happens to be Aaron. One of them happens to be Eli. Uh, they know what I look like. They know when you come in our home, I have stuff in my home that obviously is talking about my Scottish heritage with uh, pictures on the wall, uh, all kinds of stuff. And uh, so it's pretty obvious. And then, of course, 
I, I don't even look anything like a Jew, but I got thrown in the pot with Eli about it. <laughs> so what I always like to say is that when you're over the target and you start getting flack, then you know you're on your target, right? <laughs> You know, you hit the button. Well, that's all we want to do is be able to make sure that we're on target, right? Well, Trump wins Tuesdays, and uh, he's in light of $38 million of savage uh, attacks and advertisements, mainly by uh, Mitt Romney, who I have already told you, of course, uh, was a manager of... uh, moving, uh, well, he had to launder the money for some of these folks. And uh, he's good friends with uh, Cuba, has always been good friends with them. Not as a Mormon missionary (laughs) at all, but as a uh, communist insider, uh, friend of the Cuban regime down there. And uh, so... I don't know why they picked him. Anyway, he's, they spent $38 million in advertisements to try and smear uh, Trump. You know, I look at Trump. It's, it's interesting. Have you ever wondered how old Trump is? Have you ever thought about it? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I like it, but, uh, you know, who's perfect? Uh, but, We've got to stop all this uh, childish play, and uh, we've got to quit playing the game that the media wants us to play. Uh, I have seen media go from professional to insanely unprofessional. I don't know where they get trained anymore. I don't know what school of journalism. I know the J School in Missouri is popular, but I know where its bent is. In fact, I know a lot about the people that run that, influence it, and the papers out of Columbia, Missouri, which is where the University of Missouri's J School, that's journalism school, is. And they used to run around and have orgies. Yeah, I know all about that. I mean, I didn't go to them. I knew they happened. Uh, But uh, they're involved in all kinds of uh, immorality. So, you know, that's the kind of people that support these kind of schools. Oh, give me a break. Well, anyway, Trump's taken uh, Michigan. He even took Hawaii. He's gone three out of four now on this last vote yesterday, Tuesday. So Trump scores two big wins on 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 the yesterday. That's good. That's good. The big ones coming up, of course, is uh, is Florida, and he's got an Ohio vote. He's got to take. We'll see how it goes. What we want to know is, you know, when was popular vote overcome by something called the Electoral College? Well, it was overcome when when Gore was refused uh, presidency. <laughs> but, hey, it was the Bushes, the Bush cartel, the Bushes. There really isn't a... A tobacco uh, paper width of thickness between the difference between the Bushes and the Clintons, because they are buddies. (laughs) 
One probably I should say is like old money. You know how some people are wealthy, but some of them are old money and some are new. Well, they've got to have something that they can have their little fingers behind their suspenders for. So they say, well, we're old money. Well, the Bushes have been at it longer as a family, so they have their fingers in it, probably can be considered extremely powerful, maybe more than the Clintons. The Clintons are just nasty, evil, dirty people, period. And from that standpoint, uh, they have been uh, climbing the ladder, and one of the ladders they're trying to climb on top of now is the is the Bush legacy. You, you might not believe it, because, well, that was Republican. There is no difference. The people inside, behind the scenes, making it happen. Let, let, me, let me just give you an example. Do you know the guy, the party boss of the uh, GOP, the party boss, he was, of course, an attorney. Did you know that he worked at the NCAA, not the NCAA, okay, NAACP is what I meant. The National Association of the of the Colored People, you know, the black group, uh, that is as liberal or left wing Democrat as you can get. But he was an attorney there. But how, but he's over in the Republican Party as the GOP head. How how does that happen? How how do you get that kind of of uh, misfit going on? Because the powers that be, the powers that are in control have nothing to do with this dichotomy they've got our or they've tried to do with our brains called left right win lose you know the chinese actually don't think in those terms when you play chinese checkers there's more than two players playing isn't there you have to be on watch for what is it five people i think or four i don't know however many it's more than two right they don't have a left right idea of things. In fact, they, of course, are dictated to, so they only get one choice. But when it comes to being dialectic, okay, in their head, they they haven't got a candle to what they've done to America. From childhood, they get to choose sides in sports, right? And then college, well, high school too, but college you go the same. And then after you get out, you've got professional balls and games and, and teams. And so you get to pick between those two. <laughs> Behind the scenes, though, in all these sports, there's the corruption. Yep. You mean to think that the Red Sox guy that got caught throwing a game is the only guy that ever threw a baseball game? In the big league, nah, they're all crooked. They're all crooked. You have what they want you to see. They, you look at what you are supposed to see. Democrat, Republican, wonderful people. Behind the scenes, you've got the same families. For example, uh, you have uh, some sons of uh, Zbig Brzezinski. One son is over in the Democratic Party helping out, and the other one's in the Republican Party. Why? So that they can make sure that the agenda that the the Zabig slash neocon people want happens, no matter which group gets in, right? 
Well, what do you do? Well, the first thing that I did with all this is I quit trying to choose the lesser of the two evils. I had a conversation with somebody about that. Well, they were actually telling me that, but it was something that I did. It's kind of like, well, let's see. Uh, do I do I take Bush, who's murdered millions, or do I take the Clintons, who have uh, over a hundred they've killed? Oh no, wait a minute. Maybe they do have millions too. Oh, are we picking between two of you know which one killed the most? Uh, in other words, folks, sometimes our choices have been between a murder of uh, uh, of numbers. You know, they're both murders. Which one are you going to pick? The one that killed the less? The least amount of people. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. That's not a choice. You know, uh, I can just see I'm standing in front of God, and he goes, Who'd you vote for? Um, well, I picked the guy that only killed 10 million. <laughs> oh, that may not go over too well, folks. You know, and then everybody says, You're not voting. Well, why don't you vote? That's terrible. Well, maybe that guy goes up in front of God and, and God says, who'd you vote for? And he says, I didn't because there wasn't anybody worth voting for. You know, there might be some good reasons, folks, <laughs> for not picking the least of the two evils, right? <laughs> I don't even know, really tell you the truth much about Trump, but as we get back to the original dialogue here about, you know, how old is he? I really didn't know how old he was. How old would you guess he is? Well, he's not in his 50s. And he's not in his 60s either. Can you believe it? He's older than that. This guy's in pretty good... He's presenting himself pretty good for a fella, fella in his 70s. Well, I think so anyway. So I'm going to have to hand it to him. He's doing fairly well. Now, you know, he kind of looks kind of stocky, uh, you know, like he's trying to hide fat or something. But he's not. Well, come to find out, he's had to start wearing a bulletproof vest. So behind that white shirt underneath his sport coat or his suit jacket is a bulletproof vest, unfortunately. So that's going to kind of make you look a little bigger, right? Well, anyway, uh, you look at somebody like Rubio and you go, really? I mean, really, a frat boy is going to run? I mean, really? He's come on. I mean, he doesn't. And you go, well, if JFK was uh, young. Hey, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of difference class-wise in, in demeanor and and knowing how to navigate that kind of landscape, there's a world of difference between JFK and Rubio. Okay, there's just a world. First of all, we're not talking about we're, uh, JFK was an American. <laughs> we're getting too many people, folks, that are coming into the Roman Empire to be emperor that are not Americans, or they're not Roman Empire. You know, they're not Roman citizens. I, I at least would like for them to play by their own rules, but they, you know, they're not going to do that. They don't care what the American people think. I can tell you this: they're scared. Like I said yesterday, they're scared to death—not of of Trump, but they're 
they're scared to death of Trump because of the thousands and thousands that follow Trump around the country. When he goes somewhere, when he has a speech, when he talks to his people, there are thousands of them. That's, that's what scares them to death. So, Mr. Billy Crystal, <laughs> you just are one of the most slimy guys I know of. Uh, you know what you can do with your opinion. You can walk back home and have your mommy <clears throat> pat you on your head and tell you how good you did that day because nobody else here thinks a thing about what you said. Don't really give a rip what you think. You know, we have that guy on Fox still running around some kind of ex-ambassador or something, Bolt or Bolton, I can't remember his name. I get so sick and tired of seeing that guy paraded. I think Fox needs to kick it up a notch, but they're not. Folks, Fox, who owns, think of who owns Fox. One of the neocon Jewish Zionist controllers. There's not going to be any difference between CNBC, CNN, Clinton News Network, and Fox. No difference. They just want you to see a paper. The wrapper. The wrapper has to be different. That's all there is to it. <laughs> it's all they want you to see. Well, it's been about uh, time, I think, has, uh, I guess, Eli, I'll have somebody on my end uh, give a call to him again. Hang on just a second. All right, we got we got calls going out here. He's not answering, so um, we've got a whole bunch of other ways to get a hold of him. He's not answering on Skype, so we'll try other ways to get him, see if we can't get him on today. So, anyway... Uh, the primary voters are still voting, basically, for their own destruction. And uh, the question we've got to ask is, will Trump, Trump's attorneys go after Cruz, who clearly is clearly ineligible? We talked, and I played you an audio yesterday about the government's own website actually saying that before uh, Reagan did his thing to make... Uh, eligibility changes um, and it passed or whatever they did um, that was before Cruz uh, uh, Cruz's day I mean Cruz came in in 74 not in the 80s yeah so uh, Cruz is Canadian bottom line actually he he's a man without a country he's like he's like Forrest Gump <laughs> he's running around in an airport doesn't have anywhere to go <laughs> Well, Forrest Gump has now run for president. What? How's we doing? All right. Eli will be with us at the top of the hour. He's uh, he's uh, got a contracting company, and they have concrete work, and it's got him delayed, okay? So will Cruz's attorneys have to be fighting Trump's attorneys? Would you want to guess who wins that? Who knows? I do know this, that there was a judge that kicked out an attempt to kick Cruz off the New York ballot. 
as probably a New York judge in New York, right? So, oh, well, can you imagine how dangerous Cruz would be in the Oval Office? I'm not going to put up no stinking wall. In fact, let's just send an invitation and let them all come in. Yes, just pray over every one of them as they come in. They'll be fine. Oh, brother. It's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I'm going to hand it to Iceland for their um, uh, Reklavek, Kefka. Keklavek, <laughs> Reklavek, Iceland. I've told you about their little air base thing that's being uh, re-energized. Uh, the United States, of course, is putting, making active their Navy base there because of the bear, the threat from Russia. Of course, that mean, awful guy called Putin that actually manages his country because he cares about his people. <clears throat> uh, in stark contrast to what's going on here in the United States, which sells our country out to every nation except America. Well, anyway, uh, they have passed a bill that they wanted to not have any more imports, and they're going to boycott Israel. Well, then, of course, we had all the Zionists at the at at the uh, main capital of Iceland say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." We can't do that. Oh yeah, for, let's let's pander to the banks. Let's make sure they get their fingers in our pockets, right? Well, they've finally settled on the fact that if it's if it's being manufactured by Israel, but they are an occupied territory doing doing it, that they won't have any of that. Now, one of those, by the way, happens to be something called the Soda Straw Company or Soda where you actually put ingredients into your drink to make your drink, okay? That's that's one of them being made in occupied territory. Oh, I, I got an idea. I, I got this great idea. Why don't we all run down to Mexico and take in about 300 miles at gunpoint, blow the hell up out of them? We can get, hey, I think we could probably get the bushes to blow the hell up out of them, don't you think? Uh, we could have... Israel teach America how to take land from Mexico, and then we can build some stuff like apartments, some real nice high-rise apartments for free. We're getting crowded in America. Don't you think that'd be really, really good? Oh, we could even have those Hispanics that are having trouble finding a place to live in Mexico that are coming across the border wanting here. But, well, why don't we just annex in 300 miles of Mexico and then they can move into America 2.0 right there. No need to move. Wait, we'll be right there. We're just going to come in there with tanks and we're going to blow the hell out of everybody, okay? So if you want to be in this new occupation, just make sure you sign on the dotted line here, and we won't blow your town up. Well, we may blow your town up, but we're going to give you a new house. Wait a minute. I think we'd probably be considered criminals. Maybe, Maybe we would even be called, that would be a war crime. No, no, they wouldn't be a war crime because we're friends with Israel. They can do that, you know, and that means we can too. 
Well, that's at least what Hillary Clinton says. I'm not alone in doing this illegal stuff with emails. I mean, Colin Powell did it. He wouldn't lie. He's my man, you know. He wouldn't lie about weapons of mass destruction. The island of Moreau could not produce any more weirder people, (laughs) any more strangeness. In fact, like I said the other night, or last night, actually, on uh, The Truth Traveler, the apple does not fall far from the tree. The tree that I speak of is the devil. And the devil has children. And if you don't believe that we're not at war physically... I'm not talking about little demons floating around the air you can't see in the spiritual realm that whisper in supposedly your ear to make you do something. No, I'm talking about in the flesh that can come up and slap you and turn your face red. Those devils, they're here. They exist. They live. They pump what we call blood through them, okay? And they are in physical form, and they exist on this planet. And so those apples are the apples that I speak about that didn't fall far from the tree, which means they behave just like their daddy, right? We've got to continue to make sure that we are aware of many of the things that are happening in in the big scene. And so, you know, as we begin to look at the landscape, we find out that the Navy is secretly conducting EMF warfare on the state of Washington's highways. Yeah. They've been conducting these electromagnetic war training exercises on the state of Washington roads. Maybe, maybe, you know, Jeff Rents had his car just completely conk out. It had a wreck that almost killed him. Maybe that's who did it. Maybe that's what they did. We already know. Let me let me tell you what. When I was in Michigan, up there was a it was a university, a a Seventh Day Advent University, and it was up there uh, that they used to have these uh, students in their science program, of course, go to the national science fairs, and all these people do, you know, that are in these fairs, these science fairs, they compete, right? And uh, one of the two students, there was two students from the Seventh-day Advent University up there, St. Andrews University. They went to the science fair, and they had an EMP gun. (laughs) They had an electromagnetic pulse weapon. Yep. Made out of stuff that you can just, you know, anybody could get. And uh, it could turn, they could shoot a car. So they had an old junker. They shut the car down. Absolutely shut the car down completely. So uh, anyway, uh, just a note here. I got a message that he can't. uh, All news, uh, we're talking about Eli called. He will be at the top of the hour. Top of the hour. Okay, let me type that in for him. Hour is his new schedule. There we go. I I gave uh, Chip our, our schedule. And and so these guys that were producing this EMP weapon um, made it. They got a visit from the FBI, 
you know, I was uh, not too long ago. Well, I shouldn't say too long ago. A few years ago, I was. I went to a jeweler. I said, I need a ruby. I need it to be cylinder shaped. I need uh, two of them. I don't care. I don't want. Of course, I couldn't afford a, a real one. I just needed a synthetic one. And I said, I need it to look like this. And he looks at me. He says, What are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I got a project. I'm going to use these in. He says, if you're doing what I think you're doing, we're not going to be able to get them for you. And he says, besides, synthetic rubies are expensive too. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah, it's about 30000 You know, it's really expensive. I said, well, that ends that. He says, what were you doing? I says, well, I've, I want to make a, a like a um, one of those uh, Jedi swords, you know, the made out of light with... Uh, with a um, um, a saber, a lightsaber. And I said, you need to have two rubies that will cancel each other out so that they go out about four or five foot, and that's it, you know? And I, I said, I need I need a laser-producing ruby, and I, I know how to put the lights in there. And uh, what you do, folks, is you take a ruby that's the shape of a, of a, of a you know, it's a cylinder, round and long, flat on the ends, parallel, perfectly parallel. And you paint or put mirror substance on one end. And the other end, you put mirror a coating of mirror uh, reflective on it too. But you put more on one end than you do the other. You put the light around the sides of this polished ruby, and the light goes into the ruby. The light goes bouncing back and forth between the the mirrored ends of the ruby, okay? And the one that has the least amount of mirror coating on it, the light will eventually escape out and go out of. And that's how you build up the, the, uh, the power of that. And uh, so I was going to do that, put them in there so that they tilted so that the, you know, the lights hit each other. And I was going to experiment and see if I couldn't figure out if I could have two frequencies that could cancel each other. So that means I would have to get some real good, some controlling so that it's kind of like noise canceling machines. And this was going to be light canceling. But uh, I couldn't afford to do it. But anyway, why am I talking <laughs> Why I'm talking about that is because uh, one of the things that we're we're really talking about is if people like us and the students at the science fair have the ability to get weapons that can create electromagnetic impulses or EMF warfare, um, I mean, this is actually what I would call it as a weapon. And now these guys were going to come back the next year. They announced, even though the FBI uh, visited them, they didn't get in trouble. Uh, from the science fair, but the next year they were going to develop a electromagnetic pulse weapon that they could bounce off the moon and hit anywhere on the surface of the planet. So these are students that are in college, and if students that are in college can do this, folks, what do you think that the Navy can do? What do you think NASA's been doing, folks? We have two worlds. One we can't even believe in because we don't think it exists what they're actually doing. Are they navigating around the moon? Of course. Of course they're there. Of course they are.
we had astronauts that told us that the UFOs that were on the moon were so large they were actually intimidating, extremely intimidating. Did we have a fake video or movie made of the landing? Of course we did. Everybody thinks, you see, here's the dialectic brain coming into play. Because, well, if one thing exists, then the other doesn't exist. How about option three? Option three can make a difference. It can actually be the answer. It wasn't, oh, we didn't go because we actually had a movie, and that's what you saw. So there's people saying, yes, we went. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. There's the dialectic. I just go, people... Come on. What happened was they took videos. They were landing there. The videos had UFOs on there. They didn't want us to know about those UFOs, so they made this extremely elaborate movie set for a UFO landing. Okay? I mean, for for the man landing on the moon. And, and they didn't want UFOs in it, so that's what they did, and that's what they showed us. Okay, folks? The, folk, the, the, the videos that have the, the UFOs on them, alien UFOs, they didn't want you to see it. So, you know, where are we in the pecking order? I can tell you where we are in the pecking order. The Bible will tell you explicitly. The Bible's full of good little tidbits of information if you just listen to it. There's these guys called fallen angels. Yes, they aren't far from the from their daddy. They're not in you know, their apple from the tree, you know that thing. Well, some of those fallen apples are in physical form and look like people. Now, there are some that weren't they're not descendants from Lucifer, but were his buddies. They were called fallen angels. And they have Extreme, highly, extremely high intelligence, beyond the normal man. They probably do not need a calculator like we got in the, in the 70s. I can remember the engineering companies and architectural firms I was at. We, they paid $500 back then, 495 for add, subtract, multiply, divide, and square root calculator. That was battery running would go dead almost in an hour, so they had to constantly keep them plugged in. They don't need those. These guys are like Kip Thorne or Stephen Hawking or Tesla. They can run this stuff in their brain. Okay, this is what fallen angels' mental capacity is like, much less what Lucifer's is like. Who knows? Maybe his IQ is like 1,200. So we've got this war of these creatures, they hate us Adamic people because we're the creation that the Father has chosen to bless. And so we're the object of their hate. And so are we the object of the hate of those lesser creatures called Kazarian Jews. They and the Luciferian crowd, the fallen angels, are buddies. They don't get along all that well. They're just like the mob. They knock each other off to make sure they benefit themselves. They'll do it. But we are like the object of their intense hatred. And so that crowd 
is out there connected to some of our deep, dark, secret space programs. Talking with them, walking around with them, trying to cut deals with them. Do you trust the secret space program in the military? Do you trust that they're doing the best thing for us? Anything done in secret, in my opinion, is wrong. The Bible says, and it was Jesus that said this himself, that he didn't do anything, anything in secret, nothing in secret. Because why would he want to do that? He had nothing to hide. We have to be smart enough to know that Folks, there are some very wicked people out there, and I have a feeling that people, not the Clintons necessarily, but I know the Bushes for sure likely have some pretty good insight into what, I mean, uh, he was a president, but he was also head of the intelligence community before he was president. So Daddy Bush, he's probably got lots of insight into what's really going on. So... You know, we have the Navy involved in some simple EMF weaponry. It, you know, there's electronic warfare. Well, the Navy contractor is uh, Gerald Sodano, S-O-D-A-N-O. says, one of the 2012 emails, Navy contractor Gerald Sodano explained that the Navy utilized electronic warfare ranges outside the local vicinity. But he went on, he says here, to say that the aim of establishing electromagnetic warfare range in Olympic, in Olympic Peninsula would be to conduct all training locally on the Olympic Peninsula rather than further afield. This means that rather than using expensive training areas that the Navy already has access to in Yakima, uh, in Yakima, in eastern western, in east eastern Washington State, the Navy aims to use the Olympic National Forest and areas adjacent to the Olympic National Park instead. Well, why do they even need to? Why? The Navy itself has produced a medical study showing the exposure of electromagnetic radiation and what it causes is a myriad of human health problems, including coronal, or uh, not coronal, sorry, corneal, uh, uh, corneal uh, damage, that's your eye damage, and testicular damage, male reproductive organs, brain heating, sterility, uh, death, cranial nerve disorders, seizures, convolutions, uh, depression, insomnia, chest pain, and sparking between dental fillings. Whoa! Yes, they can zap you and your teeth can spark. Sounds kind of funny, but if you have sparks popping in your mouth, I doubt seriously if anybody would be laughing. Other reports by the U.S. Air Force uh, is that NASA and medical doctors and scientific publications confirm these and other deleterious uh, deleterious bad health effects. I'm having trouble with words today. 
that would result from the Navy's electromagnetic weaponry arsenal and in addition to large-scale negative impacts on birds, aquatic life, and other biota. The Navy plans also uh, include setting up mobile units on the ground with towers that emit electromagnetic radiation signals for the planes to locate as they're part of their exercises. Oh, I just don't think that they would ever turn it on the people. Right. Folks, I am fairly convinced, fairly convinced that we can become very, very susceptible. Now, the ground crew is not here. I mean, the Waterman Files is not here just to talk about the problems. If you're interested in finding out if you've got problems, I had people clear back in the early, well, actually late 70s, early 80s, telling me they were getting zapped by microwaves. We had microwaves back then. And I was really just beginning to learn all this stuff. I hardly believed them. But there is a device that you can get that has the ability to scan for all these different kinds of frequencies and intercept them and tell you what they are. Uh, This device is called a Scout. A lot of people buy the Scout and they hook it up to their ham radio so that they can scan a frequency. Let's say they put it in their car. Now, this is going to be kind of nefarious. I'm not saying I endorse this, but here's what they can do. You can put it in your car, and the guy going down the highway wants to give you a ticket, and he gets on the radio. That scout can intercept the frequency that the guy that's the sheriff or the high patrolman's on, and it'll lock in on that frequency. It can immediately trigger your radio to go to that frequency, and you can have it pre-programmed to blast a very, very high, powerful signal that would jam his signal. Yes, that's what a scout can do. Scouts cost about 500 for their medium-priced one, and what do they do? They're a frequency counter that are automatic. They scan the airwaves, and you can just hold them up. If you happen to be getting some electromagnetic or electrical frequencies zapping you, you can find out exactly which frequency it is. Um, have I ever seen this in operation? Yes. I've seen this in operation when we were trying to run down this drug guy. I'll just tell you what happened. We could use their the frequencies of this equipment to find out what if this guy's talking on a CB, if it just happens to be a weird one. What do you mean a weird one? A weird CB that talks to other frequencies. And sure enough, voila, we intercepted a frequency of a guy that was in the drug business that happened to have the private frequency of the local sheriff. Yeah, I've told you that story in a different way before. Yes, scouts are really pretty handy. You can you can get them by typing in scout frequency counter. And you can get all kinds of different ones. In fact, I'll just uh, type it in because I know there's going to be a lot of people. Ooh, I'd like to have that. So it's a frequency counter that you can get, and it uh, they use that kind of device when they go into buildings to see if there's any bugs or anything. Uh, but I think Optoelectronics has something uh, that you can get. It's called a Scout, Digital Scout, Spectrum Scout. Uh, 
these bug detectors, as they use for rooms, uh, they 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 make all that kind of stuff. And uh, but they're not cheap. This is not cheap stuff. Uh, a cheap Scout frequency counter that you can get that's handheld. Uh, that's three hundred ninety nine dollars, probably somewhere on uh, like Amazon or eBay or something. There's uh, better ones than that, but uh, they're about five hundred bucks. Well, folks. The the bottom line is is that we are in, in a world where we cannot see what's coming after us. We're in a world when we don't know how really polluted the environment that we live in is. And if you have the capability and you have a basement, maybe you have a living space in the basement, there would be some things I would be doing to live in that basement RF-free. One of the things that I would be doing is I'd be putting in screen wire underneath the sheetrock. I'd tear down a room's sheetrock above me. I would put screen wire, metal screen wire down. I would Then I would ground it, and then I would put the sheetrock back up. Why? So that you could have a room where the electromagnetic frequencies couldn't come into. That would be kind of nice. You know, it really would be. Now, there is fabric you can get, but we're going to be <laughs> running into some people thinking, oh, gosh, here we go, it's the tinfoil hat syndrome. Folks, we have frequencies that really the cell phone industry does not want you to know what it's doing to you. It's morphing the genes in your body, causing tremendous amounts of damage to our health. And we have answers. There are answers to all these problems, but they cost money to mediate these problems and to be, you know, we went through a time when we tried to make our environment clean, give our water, make sure it's clean. It's time that we clean up the air that we live in. All this frequency is going to give us children that are deformed. It's going to cause children that are growing up with cell phones end up dying in their 50s or 40s with brain tumors. We're going to have children that have no capacity to have children to start with because they're sterile. We have to end this frequency. We have to mediate it, and it takes money that the cell phone industry doesn't want to spend because that takes money out of their pocket, right? Well, it's got to be done, because just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Have you ever checked on the Internet your cell phone? Have you ever done a, a search for cell phone radiation for yours to see how bad it is? The temperature that you have in 30 seconds of using a cell phone at your ear is incredible. Don't you dare hand a cell phone to a five-year-old. Their, their their bones are so soft, it's almost I I would consider it uh, worse than uh, exposing your children to smoking. It's bad. We've got to clean this up. Well, Eli is going to be on in just a minute or two. In the meantime, I'm going to play you um, one of my the songs that I like because we need to have some good. Good music given to us occasionally, and then uh, we'll be at the top of the hour. And then we'll be right back with Eli James. 
We'll be right back. Talk shoes still there? Yeah. Uh, talk shoe will be right back after this break. Eli, you there? Hello, Eli? Yeah. Okay. Here he I'm is. here. I Good. Got you. Doc, you there? I'm here. Okay. You guys aren't, well, I guess you're on talk shoot, so never mind. Okay. Well, I'm on all news network. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on talk shoot. <laughs> talk shoes okay. uh, rolling. Yeah. So. All right. Very good.
We are always willing to listen to any ideas or proposals anyone may have to offer. Remember, marijuana investors are making big profits in short periods of time. The current return on investment is as high as 2% per month, paid on a quarterly basis. Invest with us today. Visit us at www.valleymedgroup.co. That's www.valleymedgroup.co. Listening to All News Network. And now, back to the show. Twenty seconds.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. Welcome back to the Waterman Files. I'm glad you're with us today. We have our guest, Eli James, with us now. And uh, Eli, are you there? Yeah, I think I am. You are doing good to get on here and having your day behind you. <laughs> yeah, right. Work, yeah. W- work, Working hard and scheduling in time. I'm glad you uh, uh, have a chance to be with me and the, the ground crew tonight. And uh, so go. thanks for, for being on. Yeah, okay. What's going on? What's well, happening? Uh, any, go ahead. I was going to ask you, you know, we've got uh, uh, interesting, of course, Trump takes Michigan. And of, right. he's gotten three out of the four states uh, that were offered on Tuesday. Oddly enough, Sanders beats Hillary Clinton in Michigan I don't think that's really just a, a statement saying we want communism. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a hate vote. I, I think it's we hate Hillary, don't you? What what's your thoughts? Could be. I, I think uh the vast majority of people because I don't consider Michigan to be that liberal a state. Uh but uh, of course we're only talking a primary which means you're talking Democrats. De- you know, Democrats fighting against each other in a primary. So uh, I think most, most people are responding to uh, Barry, sorry, not, not Barry Sanders. <laughs> uh, right. What's his first name? <laughs> Bernie. Bernie. There we go. Bernie Sanders. Uh, we're talking about uh, liberal left welfare state politics with the accompanying uh, uh, hate hate rich people, hate white people, et cetera, that kind of thing. All right. So I think Bernie Sanders is just a little bit better at that than Hillary Clinton. And that's why, you know, he's a doctrinaire liberal, but most people don't realize that he's a full-blown commie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and he's probably the worst thing that could happen to America, even possibly even worse than Hillary. Oh, but, it'd be uh, a toss-up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. So uh, this election cycle, I may vote for the first time. The last time I voted was when Reagan was running. I voted for Reagan twice. And the last crop of presidents we've had, uh, <laughs> starting with Bush, the Clintonistas, another Bush, and now Obama, they've all been New World Order, totally New World Order, uh, communist, Zionist-type uh, type presidents. Okay, Their, their regimes have been yeah. totally anti Every one of them. Yeah. It didn't make any difference, did it, whether you were Democrat, Republican? No. On, on social issues, it, it makes a difference, but not on economics and not on, uh, what do you call it, major domestic policy, policies, major foreign policies such as war. The Democrats and Republicans are the twins. They're Bobsy twins when it comes to the major <laughs> issues. But, they, you know, the Democratic Party exploits the welfare vote, the feminist vote, and the homosexual vote, and it's pre- pretty much uh, special interest time 
when it comes to the Democratic Party. Other than that, the Democrats and Republicans are virtually identical. On the Republican side, however, you have your establishment Republicans and you have the populist Republicans. There's still a strong populist trend among the Republicans. The, the real conservatives, which would include Tea Partiers and uh, populists, and that's how, the, how uh, Donald Trump kind of fits in. He's more of a populist than a Tea Partier, although he should be attractive to Tea Party people because he preaches the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and uh, keeping illegal aliens out. You know, and he's anti-welfare. So he's, he's the only one who talks conservative talk in any way, shape, or form of all the candidates. Mm-hmm. The other, yeah. Well, Cruz, a Canadian, came into the country in 74. His parents didn't fill out the right kind of forms. Now, now he has not gotten into this country as a citizen with the right forms, and he's declared not being a citizen of Canada. It's almost like that movie where Forrest Gump, I call him, is in the airport without a country, you know. Right. But it, instead of him not having any way of getting out of the airport, kind of like uh, Edward Snowden <laughs> couldn't get out of the Russian airport, uh, he's uh, he's running for president. My question is, do you think Trump's going to have his attorneys go after Cruz, or should he? I don't think he needs to. I don't think he needs to. Uh, you know, a, a Cruz uh, after well, he took three states today. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Cruz took the fourth. Uh, I don't think Cruz has much of a chance, so uh, it'd be a waste of time. Uh, uh, some people might think of it as uh, you know bad blood or piling on if he sues him for that. I don't think he needs to. I think he's got uh, Trump has the Republican nomination locked up, despite the fact that the uh, Orthodox or establishment Republicans all hate him uh, very much. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, I don't think they like Cruz either. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, it's <laughs> kind of up and up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In New York, a judge tosses out an attempt to kick Cruz off the ballot of New York. Now, that doesn't surprise me in New York, does it, you? No, no. New York is very liberal. and they, uh, Anybody, anything can run. <laughs> <laughs> well, look who's... Oh, well, we've got, we've got us, uh, Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg is the mayor of New York. Uh, it, isn't it just greasy Zionist politics? It's just incredible how sleazy it's getting. Uh, you know, I was talking before you got on about standing before God and asking, hey, who'd you vote for in the last election? Some people are going to say, well, well, I only I only voted for the guy that killed 10 pe- people instead of a million, you know, right. instead of saying, ah, there wasn't anybody worth voting for, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> so when when we get to looking at this big picture, how often do, and how hard is it to get people to move to the final? I call it the final solution. Now that kind of sounds scary, but it is about those people. <laughs> right. We've yeah, got this. Right. We've got a problem in our political regime, and it's no different than uh, King David was running into, is it? 
Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Edomites. <laughs> Our problem is Edomites. <laughs> but but uh, it, it, you can see that Ted Cruz is getting desperate when he says that uh, Trump should drop out because his wife is not a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, uh, look who's like, you know, the kettle is calling black, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, the, the handle, uh, I guess the handle of the kettle. <laughs> uh, something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is how crazy it is. But, of course, the, uh, the fact that the Republican Party didn't squawk at all when they had Obama dead to rights uh, when he was running for president the first time, that he had no documentation <laughs> that he's a citizen whatsoever. That's just more proof that the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are working together. Of course, and, uh, yeah. There's no, there's no choice. There's really no choice. Uh, we're really, we're really uh, programmed to be dialectic. You know, we grow up with left, right. We have, you know, like I've said earlier in the first hour, Cardinals versus uh, uh, Blue Jays, and we have it clear up into adulthood, and everybody, you know, and Chinese checkers. There's more than two players. So you you, you right. wouldn't do well with a dialectic brain in that game. <laughs> That's right. So That's right. Yeah. so uh, senators want there the senators are now wanting the Clinton aide that helped with all this email stuff to talk to him. He's gotten right. immunity. What do you think? I'm kind of worried that you know Chip here is saying that his sources are telling us Hillary's got her get out of jail card, uh, get out of free, you know, uh, get out. She's not going to go to jail. There's nothing going to happen. If that happens, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see somebody go down? Do you think she's going to go down? Uh, no, I don't think she's going to go down because she is a major cog in the Jewish mafia, mm-hmm. which controls the CIA, the FBI, uh, the Mossad, and all these other you know, very important uh, homeland security. Uh, the, the Zionists in this country are fully behind Hillary, and they hate Trump. They absolutely hate Trump because of his uh, political positions. Okay? So uh, they won't let uh, Hillary fall. Uh, they're just going to go through the motions of some sort of uh, pre-trial stuff, but it'll never get to, you'll never get to court, and we'll have a... Uh, a Total, uh, trying to think of the word. Oh, yeah, she-devil. There you go. <laughs> we'll have a she-devil running for president. <sighs> Donald Trump. Well, yeah, I'm kind that. of worried that, you know, she's got a lot of practice in fixing votes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, you know, the popular vote says, oh, she'll beat him. She'll beat him. Um, you know, we have a, I call it the the... Uh, psychological firewall against public truth here, <laughs> and and we're we're having to bang up against that constantly to get to the public with truth. If she gets uh-huh. to be president, what do you think we could call? Could you safely say that we're in for one hell of a ride and that it's all over basically for America? Well, it's. It's getting more interesting by the moments, okay? And uh, it all really boils down to the Second Amendment and the extent to which 
uh, or the federal government can bring mm-hmm. down the second. Now, if Hillary gets in power, she would be the one to do it. She would definitely be. She would mm-hmm. have the uh, chutzpah to uh, sign an executive order banning the Second Amendment. I could see her doing that. Okay. Wow. At, at which point, hell would break loose. And, yeah, the end would be coming shortly after that. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got some tweets. You know what Twitter is, right? From right. from uh, Cliff High. He's getting ready to release the March uh, WebBot report. Okay. And he, he's got some comments here. So tell me on the scale of the end times here how accurate or what you think it says here. Uh, next, Alta, that's the web bot, that's the asymmetric linguistic trend analysis. It says right. on track for the 15th. So here in a week or less, we're going to get it. And it says the okay. next major equities crash will be underway by March 22nd. Bitcoin, okay. silver, and gold moving up <clears throat> at that okay. point. So... Where are we going? Where do you see our economy going? Does it fit prophecy? Could we be seeing the end times right before our eyes? Okay. Well, in terms of prophecy, there the only thing in the scripture that actually talks about a economic collapse mm-hmm. is in Second Esdras. And in Second Esdras it states that there will come a time when food is so cheap that uh, everybody will be amazed. And we're definitely in that stage right now. We've got cheap food because of, primarily because the white farmer has been able to produce so much food and has, has been feeding the world, and none of the other races seem to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, it says there will come a time when the cheap food ends and then uh, prices will skyrocket and things will become very, very serious after that, okay? That's the only uh, prophecy that ha- really has to do with an economic collapse, and in this case it talks about the price of food, okay? Uh, the rest of it is uh, broader economics like the Mystery Babylon system. Mm-hmm. The Mystery Babylon system is going to come down. It's going to burn with fire. But we can speculate that a economic collapse will precipitate the uh, decline of Rothschild power over nations and over corporations, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so we've got a little hell to go through before we purify things, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, He says here some more. He says, man, are we in it? Data is showing that currently it is now started, and he has in in quotes, revolution, has greater effects on us now than the Industrial Revolution. What revolution do you think he's talking about? It's a greater... Oh, I think he's talking about social revolution. Yeah, okay. American uh, American Revolution-style, Civil War-style revolution. So we're really... We're talking about uh, American Revolution 2.0, like we had before. Yes. Yes. And and so we're talking about Second Amendment revolutionary stuff. Yes. 
Yeah, you know, Eli, uh, um, most sane people would say we're either going to revolt by having a civil revolution at the ballot box and kick these monsters, you know, out of here. But they aren't civil enough. They don't. They don't. They're like a bully, aren't they? And 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 are they going to listen to our vote, or are we going to have to remove them violently? Are we going to really have to do that? Yeah, well, the Bible says that the Edomites have to go. And uh, and if necessary, Yahweh will do do the trick himself, okay? It's just not going to happen uh, that they will voluntarily give up power. It's just not, not going to happen. So the only way they will give up power is through violence because okay. their, game, their end game is too far gone. They, you know, it's so corrupt. They control so many politicians. They control so many corporations. Uh, there's virtually nothing that they don't control. So that uh, they're not going to give it up willingly. It's just not, not going to happen. So it will be a revolution, a violent revolution, very violent. The worst, the Bible says it's the worst thing that's ever going to happen in all of history, and nothing like it will happen afterwards either. That's pretty bad Bible stuff. <laughs> I mean, we've had a lot of wars. We've had a lot of uh, yes. uh, uh, stuff happening on this planet. It's just amazing how ruthless it's. But we have yet to have the worst yet to come. Holy cow. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Shepherd's Chapel, which believes in Kenites instead of using the word Edomites, you know. Same right. group of people, right. basically, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. uh, they 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 did a little Bible study the other day and said that the fallen angels are going to be coming back, literally coming back, and that's going to be five months of hell for us. Which what's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, that, that's what CERN is all about. CERN is a time warp uh, portal into another dimension, and uh, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. the. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show was virtually identical to the CERN movie uh, talking about the uh, penetration of the, the next dimension. Okay? Wow. Uh, I didn't see movie, that. Yeah, I can't remember what the name was, Millennium or something like that, but CERN made a movie in which a uh, a white dancer is inside of a circle and he's portraying uh, the object inside of the wormhole, mm-hmm. and then there's a black dot circling around it, which uh, symbolizes, I guess, our universe. And uh, at some point, the two come together in the center of the wormhole. Okay, that's the third uh, video about the subject. Uh, and then at the Super Bowl, they had a similar thing where they had uh, a white male singer but they had two. They had, uh, I think it was Beyonce and some other black singer uh, out on the periphery with the white uh, singer-dancer in the middle. And then uh, their act concluded with them coming together in the center. Uh, This symbolism is not accidental. This is symbolism that the Illuminati is telling us they plan on opening up the floodgates of the outer dimensions where these fallen angels Mm -hmm. uh, and other creatures are are living and they intend to open up this portal and let them into our world that's what they intend to do 
a lot of people want to spiritualize, and I say spiritualize wrong here. Let me back up and say it this way. They want to make that those entities that we're talking about kind of a... Mythical? Yeah. Well, more of a... They want to say spiritual is something you you uh, have out there where all these demons float around. If you're in the, the most physical they could ever be is to whisper in your ear or something, you know. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. which It's a long ways from the truth. Where is this other... You're talking about a real physical dimension where they're at, where they really exist in physical form, aren't you? Uh, well, not necessarily physical where they're at. Okay? Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about the, the Nephilim in Genesis chapter 6 is that it tells us that these Nephilim, the fallen ones, lusted to be incarnated in the flesh. Okay? And so wherever they're at, they don't have flesh bodies. If they do have the bodies, they're not flesh bodies. They're some kind of less corporeal form, okay? But uh, they, for some reason, they have a real lust and appetite for inhabiting a, a human body, and that's, I think, where your demons come, come in, okay? Mm-hmm. Your demons uh, are actually do inhabit people's bodies, especially if you're on drugs or if you're an alcoholic or if you uh, mess around with the occult. Then you attract these beings that aren't embodied but want to be embodied, and uh, th- they can mess up your life. <laughs> so really we have the life. spirits from, say, fallen angels that had to die just like a, a man would have to die, but their spirit isn't going to the right hand of God because they don't get that reward, right? <laughs> no, no. So, so, so they're floating around, kind of lost, trying to find a nice, warm home. Kind of makes you right. wonder, you know, I found out that, of course, in my medical background, pigs and people have very close to the same kind of tissue, right? Really? Yeah, that you yeah. can get like a pig heart valve in your heart put in if you want. I wouldn't have it, but but pig tissue and people tissue are very close. That's why when you eat pork or bacon, you can develop arthritis because it potty trains, so to speak, the body to attack itself because the body doesn't know that you're not eating something like called cow. You're eating you. It thinks it's eating. you're eating people <laughs> flesh, okay? Right. Well, okay. let's stop and think about this. Remember those demons of that guy that was running around in the graveyards and and he was insane and they walk and he he said, "Who are you?" He's a um, legion. Remember that? Uh huh. Where did right. those demons want to go when they left him? Into the pigs. <laughs> Into pigs. Yeah, well, if I can't be in a person, the next best thing is a pig because it's close to what I want. See what I'm saying? So I'm kind of, I, I, <laughs> this was a long way around, but what I was just saying is there are some connections that really do make some sense here. Really. We just don't know what they are. So let me read this to you because, you know, you were talking about stargates or portals, whatever you want to call them. Tom Horn is, is making a claim that the Catholic Church Observatory in at Mount Graham is setting on a place... Uh, out there that's a portal, 
uh, that the Apache Indians and all those indigenous people out there, they consider Mount Graham to be one of those uh, holy yeah. mountains, in all, one of the holiest actually in all the world, and that it's a doorway to another dimension where entities have entered and exited <clears throat> from right. the dawn of time. What's your thoughts about that kind of thing? Well, I certainly believe that's possible. I know that there are other portals around the planet where gravity goes up instead of down. Okay, These are at particular intersection points on the planetary grid system. Wow. And there, the, planet is, the planet is dotted with those types of points. Now, they may also be portals, interdimensional portals as well. Hmm. Okay. I do know that the, uh, the Catholic uh, telescope there is called Lucifer. Yeah, it is, isn't and, it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, which kind of gives you an idea of where the Catholic Church's uh, soul is at today, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, the Catholic Church is fully aware of all this and is involved in it. Yeah, well, the, it's a Jesuit installation, is what it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 uh, they were well. The Jesuits are always involved in, <laughs> in this kind of stuff. Yeah. And of course, isn't the head of the Jesuits called the Black Pope? Yeah. Right. So and I think the current. The, the white pope, if that's what they call him. <laughs> he, was, he used to be the black pope. Now he's the white pope. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a he was a Jesuit, wasn't he? So that's it's right. interesting that the last pope that we're supposed to have, which is the one we've got now, the one that said uh, the Antichrist, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be the well. He's the one that called uh, Trump uh, uh, not a Christian because he wants to build a wall. And so we have another one like Cruz calling, uh, you know, the handle calling the pot black, you know. The <laughs> How many walls are around the Vatican? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Has that pope ever criticized the Israeli state for putting up a wall between themselves and the Palestinians? <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, uh, talking about this uh, in, in a little bit more, uh, the pope's top astronomer, he got on the airwaves uh, about the Vatican Observatory. or astrologer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and he was there to explain what was happening. Uh, and they have a new ET-friendly theology that they have. <clears throat> that they have. <laughs> Eastern time or extraterrestrial. <laughs> this is getting crazier by the minute. <laughs> I know it's getting crazy, isn't it? Anyway, uh, a lot of it had to do with how CERN, by the way, just exactly what you're saying, how CERN is connected to a coming alien demonic deception. So you're spot on there. The return of the Nephilim approaches, and uh, we're going to have some strong, pretty strong delusions about this. Uh, what can we do? What are we going to do? Well, at this point, it's really quite late in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at uh, David James and I just did a show uh, about Revelation chapter 16, where uh, the three blood uh, vials were released, and uh, our interpretation was that the uh, venereal diseases, which began began to spread in the early 20th century very much because they leave loathsome sores on your skin. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, vaccinations, another disease of the blood. And now these uh, nanobots that uh, create a, uh, what do you call it, Morgellons disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Creating loathsome lesions on your skin. So we've got three blood diseases all happening simultaneously, just as Revelation 16 said. But then it says there will be a solar flare. A solar flare is going to burn a lot of things up on planet Earth. So I think Yahweh is holding that in abeyance for just the right moment because it says this be Babylon will go up in flames. And wow. so when this solar yeah, when this solar flare happens, it's going to burn out all of the world's communication systems. It's going to burn out all of the uh, high tension wires, your electric grid. It's going to burn it all up. It's going to destroy all of it. Well, would it so, would it, would, it, would it be more uh, would it be hitting America, or do you think the solar flare will be more square on Israel? Well, uh, that's a good question. It depends on which side of the Earth is facing the sun when it hits. Well, right? I mean, if it's going to take down the the the, the beast guy, the 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 the, the, the right. Well, uh, let's see. It, it would be hard to. Say, but Israel would, I would say, be Yahweh's favorite target. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't mean that the whole planet wouldn't have a problem, but wonder if. Oh they, yeah, the yeah. The, the whole planet's going to have a serious problem. Even the dark side is going to be affected, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. people who are who are in the four square facing this solar flare. If they don't get underground or in some serious shelter, they will be burnt to a crisp. Well, that's okay. that's, so, uh, that's that's more than the EMP. That's actually fire on the planet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like a blowtorch. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Earth has had a couple of near misses in the last couple of years where a solar flare just kind of grazed us. If we take a direct hit, uh, we're in big trouble. Well, you're yeah, talking so, uh, about the fire from, you know, have you ever seen some of these solar flares? There was one that happened, uh, was in the last month, Eli. The explosion okay. that came off the surface of the sun was as big around as the sun itself. Okay. And it went, okay. of course, it went off like at 90 degrees or, for, or it was away from us. But that's a solar flame that comes off the surface, isn't it? It's a, It flips this explosion right. out into space. Well, what if one of those streams came and smacked upside the earth? Man, that wouldn't be too good, would it? No, that, that's uh, scientists are really afraid that that's, that's becoming more likely as time goes on because the sun looks like it's entering into a more active phase. And, uh, you know, you, you're probably aware of the 22-year sunspot cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the sun has actually been less active uh, in this current cycle than it usually is, but now it looks like the, the sun is starting to get active again. It's so, not behaving uh, plus, properly, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, behaving unusually, strangely, but that may be due to uh, Nibiru, if Nibiru is actually uh, coming. But it could also be, uh, you know, like a, a dust cloud. If the Earth is passing through, or a galaxy is passing through a dust cloud, that could obscure the sun. You know, there's all kinds of possibilities. 
and uh, that could short circuit the sun, okay? So that you have, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, talk about short circuits. Today at the job I was at, mm-hmm. uh, we were working on a wet floor in a garage, and I touched the uh, overhead door rail, okay, the the, the track that the mm-hmm. overhead door goes up and down on. Yeah. And I got a shock. Whoa. I actually shock. Yeah. I said, whoa, what's this? So somehow this uh, the the door, the whole garage door had become electrified. And does it have a garage door opener? Yeah, it does. It's it probably does. a short, and it's uh. Yeah, it's a short. Yeah, but yeah. we don't have time to check. Up. We'll check that out. Tomorrow. Oh, that's that's We're wonderful. That 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 that's. <laughs> well, maybe he's got some new fancy boogler alarm or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's just lucky that none of the tenants have electrocuted themselves yet. Isn't that right? the trip? Isn't that the tr- uh, Can you imagine putting a baby thing up there and it grabs the rail or oh. something? Oh Ooh. yeah, that was incredible. Oh yeah, uh, that, that was a major shock. And so uh, that's 120 volts, right? Uh, 60 hertz, uh, that, that's nothing to sneeze oh. at, right? Oh, it, it, uh, and you probably got a big jolt out of that, pun, pun, sorry oh, yeah. for the pun. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. And uh, I was wearing gloves, so I wasn't, I didn't touch the metal directly. Wow. Okay. So, you, like you didn't get burnt then. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, that's quite, that's quite a shock, literally. <laughs> well, here's, here, how, yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, that's how instantaneous this could be. Yeah. Uh, well, what is it, eight and a half minutes? Well, when it gets here, yeah, well, uh, the uh, light comes here in eight and a half minutes. It takes a couple days for a solar flare to reach us, though. Uh, we'd see it coming, but would they tell us? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, would Probably they? Probably not. We'd have to go to some other, the alternative, uh, you know, solar guys to find out what's happening, Probably. Well, let me read this to you. This is uh, this is off the internet. An extraordinary report has been prepared by the Military Scientific Committee of the Armed Forces, the MSC, on the just completed trials of the. Excuse me, because I have trouble pronouncing this. Almaz and Tev. That's A L M A Z. Hyphen A N T E V. Almaz. And Tev, high energy laser directed energy weapon, and it was a system that was to project. It was a project by the 27th Central Research Institute, and here's what they stated: that their immediate disbursement is going out to the Federation allies of India, China, and Brazil and is needed to defend our planet against an interdimensional entity okay that could <laughs> uh, that could soon attempt to recapture recapture the earth these okay. uh, so it says here <laughs> so we're you know we're really we're you know we're stretching people's brains tonight Eli you know we're yeah. really uh, pushing on them with this report having reference to interdimensional entities uh and in fact in, it says here contained in it 
uh, it dates back to the Great Patriotic War when the Soviet intelligence services confirmed that the uh, German regime had communicated with what could only be described as fallen angels and demons, but which our planet's oldest written records refer to as the small g gods. Well, that makes sense. They would think they were gods, wouldn't they? Sure. Yeah. Well, in a sense, they are. Okay. But they've pretty much been confined to the spiritual realm. And as we said earlier, uh, most of these demons lust to be embodied because the sensation, the touch, the feel, of course, you're talking sexuality and control, anger, uh, you know, uh, all these emotions that uh, they, they can be released through the mm-hmm. physical body. They're kind of pent up. So it's like, it, it's almost like being, uh, don't you ever see that? There was a story, a book about a, uh, a Vietnam veteran who uh, lost both legs and much of both arms in in the war, and so he was just laying in bed constantly, and uh, so he was pretty much helpless for this whole time. Uh, but his mind was obviously very active, right? So these uh, demons, these spiritual entities, are pretty much in the same shape. They, they want desperately to be able to, you know, use their power to move muscles and joints and ligaments, right, and and have a brain, right, and all these kind of things. But uh, they can't, not while they're uh, in that spiritual realm. They can't do these things. So, and they definitely want to come into this plane with to uh, affect us. Now, I think a lot of people will be uh, prone to uh, in, uh, having such demon spirits inhabit their bodies because I think that's why the AMA and the pharmacia are pushing drugs so heavily, and especially they're pushing drugs on children you know, in, uh, in schools for you know, so-called ailments, you know, psychological ailments like uh, attention deficit disorder. Well, that's, that's a crock, right? <laughs> so the, the more you are uh, ruled by drugs, the more likely you will have the opportunity to be demon-possessed. And so that's why well, it takes your will away, doesn't it? Makes it you, does. Sure it does. Makes you less, uh, less, now, more, more uh, volitionable, I guess you could say. Do you know a fellow right. by the name of Barry Chamish or Camish? Does yeah, that right? Yeah. A Canadian-born Israeli. Well, right. he did anti-Zionist. Yeah. Well, he's got a book. It's called The Return of the Giants, and he says it's, uh, he, that he's documented a phenomena occurring in Israel where he believes that uh, the return of the giants to the land of Israel, he says there's well over a dozen alien visitations that have been reported and even sightings of demons that have been reported by a number of Arabs uh, and of the and of these seven best documented close encounters, uh, aliens have been uh, probably connected to uh, these, and they involved six of them involved giants with these encounters. Now, uh, if it's Israel, I would be a bit surprised. Would you? Uh, no. <laughs> 
I mean, they're right next door to Mount uh, Hermon, or Hermon, however you want to say it. And and apparently, isn't that where the Book of Enoch said they were in the first place? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. And and I guess I guess Mount Hermon isn't it just outside of Israel up there? Uh, I guess it's in the. Well, let's just put it this way. Apparently, it's on a on a border that's uh, disputed by Israel up there on the north side. (laughs) Of course, they dispute all borders, you know. (laughs) So I. I think that's what CERN, now, for people who aren't that familiar with CERN, they have Mm -hmm. a statue of Shiva, the Hindu god Shiva, at the entrance to CERN. You know, what has science got to do with uh, Hindu gods and goddesses? Well, that's the god of destruction. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, uh, why are they doing this? What's going on here? Well, here is, uh, now, here are the words of Stephen Hawking well-known nuclear physicist, okay? And he says this. Dr. Stephen Hawking recently warned that the reactivation march of CERN's Large Hadron Collider could pose grave dangers to our planet. The ultimate reality check, we are warned. Hawking has come straight out and said the God particle found by CERN could destroy the universe. These are Hawking's words, not mine. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> heavy stuff. Time space, yeah, leaving time and space collapsed, as shared in the second video on this post. Is CERN the most dangerous thing in the cosmos that could lead to the ultimate destruction of the Earth and the entire universe? In other words, what he's really saying here is that they could create unintentionally a black hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, right here on the planet Earth. Oh, that's that's and not good. <laughs> that would not that, be that good. Not that good. that would not be a bit good. <laughs> uh, CERN. So Stephen Hawking. Now that was Stephen Shiva. Hawking. You said Shiva is. Yeah. Is that, right. Okay. Well, I did just a quick search here, and I've got a, a website. It says CERN, and then it says Shiva, ancient fallen angel technology, uh, and this was. Uh, uh, updated in, in on uh, it was updated just last year. Okay, it says, and here's what it says. Just the first sentence. Get this. I've been watching the discussion concerning CERN for a couple uh, past couple of years, and have come to the conclusion after taking in all the information and the people associated with the project that it is nothing more than an occult application of ancient fallen angel technology by the Illuminati. Now, we, you, know, and I, you and I know who the Illuminati is, right? Right. He says here, the Illuminati is obsessed with fulfilling what George Bush called the fulfillment of an ancient dream, referring to the return of the days of Noah when Nephilim hybrids were on the earth <laughs> on this planet. Right, right, yeah. I think yeah, I think so they're willing. They're willing to take risks like this <laughs> to get their way, right? Which is they want to absolute total control of all people on this planet, you know. And so they're using technology to get there. But I really think that uh, the, certainly the Rothschilds are in uh, connection with the dark side, and uh, they want to. Uh, have a way of bringing these demons into fulfillment, in, into uh, you know, into our presence. That's what they want to do. Hmm. 
but uh, they're taking a big risk because they really don't know what they're doing, all right? Uh, they're taking a big chance because this is very much theoretical physics. They're, they're, uh, pl- plus, uh, the earthquake, I think it was, uh, I forget what, Easter, Far Eastern country occurred on exactly the same day that CERN was fired up. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, the the web bot okay. said that there's going to be a huge earthquake yet this year. Oh, okay. He said it was okay. probably going to be around August. And that okay. China was going to connect the dots and, and begin to publicly address the world that CERN has to be stopped because this earthquake was produced by CERN. And they say, and this earthquake apparently is going to, like, cause a million people to have to move. That's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Well, what they're, they're tampering with the connection between space and time. That's what they're doing. And uh, this is like the core of what holds the universe together, you know, the, the connection between space and time. And, and they're not separate uh, qualities. They're, uh, how, how can I put this? They're, they're, they're integrated. Space and time are integrated. You, you, you can't separate the two, but they're complementaries. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Space and time are actually complementaries, not totally uh, distinct qualities. So uh, if you mess with one, if you're messing with time, you're going to contract space or expand space. And if you're messing with space, you're going to contract or, or expand time. So uh, this is very dangerous stuff. Very dangerous. So, so do you think uh, CERN's going to play a, a, a big role then on on uh, on maybe yeah. something happening then? Yeah, because I think they're bound and determined to uh, materialize these demons into our plane. Well, that's lovely. That, that's just, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where's David when you need him? You know, he's the only experienced right. giant killer, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, at least he's the only one I know of. Uh, I think Hercules was one of their kids, so I don't think we want him. We want David. <laughs> right. right. Now, I don't know what the exact annual funding is for CERN, but the cost of finding the Higgs boson, which was uh, like a one-year project, was $13.25 billion. Oh, my gosh. Who funds this stuff? Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. Who wants this stuff? Incredible. You know, that's a lot of money. So whatever they're doing there, they're bound and determined to to do it. I've right? got a question. I've got a question I want to ask you because we've uh, we're going to be meeting, you know, in October. Right. And I had somebody tell me that got a hold of me because they said, no, no, no. The feast of uh, the fall, this coming fall, is a week earlier. How do you find out what you're supposed? To, what? How do you find these dates? I'm not. Okay. I'm not a student of the calendar like a lot of people are. How? How do? How's this get determined? Okay. Well, uh, I've determined that the uh, feast of tabernacles begins on October ninth this year and ends on the following uh, Sunday, uh, October 16th. So uh, that's a good time for a Feast of Tabernacles. Oh, okay. So, uh, 
okay, but uh, uh, if you're doing a prepper event, that can be doesn't have to be doesn't have to coincide perfectly with that. No, I, 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 I maybe I got it mistaken here, but I thought uh, the date was the week was earlier. I, I might have made a mistake here. Anyway, okay. um, uh, so they said, oh gosh, it was a week before that. I thought that maybe is me that said the wrong dates. So you're saying that it starts on the night. Yeah, it starts on the night and ends on the 16th. So you yeah, I wasn't shooting for that because uh, I'd like to kind of, if if you know, we're really strapped this year with my illness to pay bills, and okay. uh, we get stuff all the time. We go, Where's, who's this? You know how you know you get these mysterious things showing up. Uh, three months later, and you didn't even know it existed, and then and then you get this four hundred thousand dollar blood test bill, and you go, oh, I thought we had everything. You know, I think they ought to be required to bill you within thirty days. You know, or forget it. You know? uh, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, it, go ahead. Or later. Yeah. So I was uh, I was uh, hoping that I could take off and uh celebrate with uh the people and have my um feast time with uh, everybody. Okay. But the ground crew meeting was after that. So um or in connection oh. at the end's fine, you know. I didn't yeah. know how how it was set up, but it was October the 9th is when it starts. Well, we're going to be having hours on the 15th and the 16th, so well, that's the last weekend of the Feast of Tabernacles. That's fine. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you'd like to share with us? I, I know we've gone all over the place. We've talked about some pretty neat stuff here. Yeah. Well, only uh, my thoughts are with Donald Trump. I, I certainly hope he wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely a better alternative than Hillary. But uh, he's having to wear a bulletproof vest because of all of the death threats he's been getting. I really, I have, I'm going to pray for Donald Trump because I think uh, the Illuminati is going to bump him off if he seriously challenges Hillary. Oh boy, that's not okay. That's uh, I don't know what the Webbot report has to say about that. It would be interesting. <laughs> the Webbot was saying that the Republican Party was going to fracture and fall apart, okay. and I think the wrecking ball that does that and it is doing that is is Trump. Don't you think? Yeah. That's right. That's right, because he's he's a non establishment Republican. He's a populist. And he uh the, because the establishment Republicans are always playing ball with the Democrats, you know, as we talked about earlier. And uh, the, mm-hmm. the the establishment Republicans never do anything to challenge the Democrats or and vice versa. Uh so uh, Donald Trump is definitely challenging the establishment. Uh, of the the so-called two-party system, which is really not a two-party system. No, it's it's one not, party with two faces. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and the real choice is is uh, the people's choice, you know. And they don't want That's the right. people. They don't want the people to have a choice because they know no. that they're not going to choose the same agenda. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're they're. The uh, Zionists are really scared. They're afraid of Trump because they're, they're afraid he's actually going to do what he says he wants to do. <laughs> right? Close the borders. Oh, Close my borders. gosh. You're going to build a wall you're, and you're going to have Mexico pay for it? You know, right. Yeah. 
right. Well, thanks. Uh, and, thanks for. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on, Eli. Uh, my pleasure. All right. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you, folks, for being here. We'll talk to you real soon. Uh, put your calendar down October the 15th, 16th. Get a hold of me for communications if you need to, if you're interested, and uh, we'll be with you real soon. Thanks for uh, listening. Bye bye.